Hey everybody, welcome to episode 104 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. back i'm ben and normally we'd be joined with blood Scythe ben but he is trekking around the world so we've dragged on our 3d printing correspondent and to extraordinaire ian triple pal triplo trips how you doing um i'm good ben you do- how are you doing yourself not bad it's been a very busy few weeks um you know at so we haven't had a podcast i think since when was the last time we did the podcast was it after it was the uh uh, a GS Bowl wrap-up when we were all still on the high of uh, uh, all those games of Blood Bowl, streaming oh, from the garden tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've got Bonehead Bowl coming up in two weeks. Two and a bit weeks, yeah. Oh, wow, two weeks, that'll be cool. So that's going to be at Entoyment, and that's Mixed Teams Madness. So, yeah, Milton will want me to tell all of you people this. We've got 50 coaches signed up. I know we've had a few dropouts now already, but that's fine. Um, if uh, if you come in, please get your rosters in. Where it's mixed teams and dungeon ball teams and stuff, um, we we want to make sure that we've got the rosters in on time so that we can check the rule sets. Yeah, um, we've we've already had a, a few coaches going. Could you just check? I don't think this is legal. And you're like, mm, it's really nice, but no, that is that is breaking at least two of the rules of the roster book. <laughs> but well done. Oh, it's just so tempting, isn't it? Like we've got. The rules for this one, I think, are a lot simpler than they used to be, or or they were exactly the same. We just framed them a little simpler, but it just means that there's like six, seven hundred combinations. Like it's, it's, it's so so good. I, um, I like the fact that people are like, mm, "Can I try and get this star player with this team that mm. they shouldn't be playing with?" And you're like, "Yes, that is exactly the way to think about it." <laughs> well, that's um, that's really interesting about this time round because the last time we did a mixed team event was Mega Bowl, which was the first like bit of Blood Bowl after the apocalypse, uh, and then before that it was Bonehead Bowl, and that was back in this Blood Bowl 16 where mm. star star players. I mean. <sighs> Star players weren't a massive thing, were they, back those days? No, it, it was tournaments were more about cramming in big guys rather than getting one, or as we're seeing now, two star players in a lineup. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think, I think like Griff has always been good, but I think uh, Roxana Darknail was probably the the like because nowadays you're like, oh yeah, Ogres with Griff, OWA with Griff. They like, kind of got like a a team type, which is the star player in fact when we even did the tournament we broke down the teams and we it was we described them as team with whatever star players they had so team pe- with star, yeah because yeah, it is a, it's like a subset of roster now I, I saw in the blood bowl community today someone with a trophy in the owa like saying owa aren't broken and the first comment down there was like griff griff yep griff definitely griff <laughs> yes um but i think roxana in blood bowl 2016 was probably the only star player that that kind of warped a roster yeah, she, well, you, there was the Roxana roster, wasn't there? Of the you, you pick her, and then you you depending on how many uh, TV you've got, you build build around her. Or you could there was just about the Griff and the lineman bill, which I, I know I took to a beachhead once, but oh, otherwise, was that it, what you were running a beachhead when we played? 
Yeah, it was the Griff, Griff, literally Griff and his boys. It was like Griff. I feel like you I had a thrower for a leader caddy, a blitzer with guard, or something aggravating as well. That yes. was it. That was a great game. That was a proper shootout. It was a three-two result. Yeah. Oh man, that was the first beachhead, wasn't it? Yeah, back in back in the, back in the days when it's like, yeah, we can to and play, <laughs> <laughs> which, which which went fine until it got to round three, and it was kind of like, this is we can't do this. So uh, bless Ian Wynham Hannum was like, I don't mind. He, he'd gone own two with Nurgle at that point, and was like, yeah, it's really fine. I really don't mind not playing the third yeah. game then. Absolutely, yeah. So I think we're definitely seeing that with the with the stars coming in and the players. So I think we'll see a few really mad rosters. And I'm what I'm really looking forward to seeing is if someone's going to take two stars that you would never see together oh. and put them into the same team, um, probably surrounded by snotlings and goblins. Um, yeah, maybe Cheney and Bomber. We can yeah. see that. Uh, you can take. Can you take? I think you can take Griff and Bomber with ogres. Yeah, there's a, there's, I would imagine there's a few people going, how do I get a cheap bribe into the team and then have the team I want as well? <laughs> yeah, and 1,100, uh, it's, it's, it's tight. And that's that's what I like about these rule sets is that you can do this kind of stuff, but it's still, it's got an internal balancing factor of accountancy. You know, if Jimmy Carr ever starts playing Blood Bowl, we're all in trouble. Or will we'll be suddenly like, how did you get 74 players to turn up today? <laughs> I just used beer balls, um, which, you know, which I think was the story at um, SCA, wasn't it? It was just like, the, you know, I've got one or two beer balls so I can afford all the star players I need. Oh, that's, I'm sure someone somewhere, there's a Norse roster where you go, right, so I need to get four Norse players in. So that's two beer balls. Oh, of course, yes. And a, and a snot. I reckon a f couple of beer balls and snotlings or goblins at really low lineman cost. You could probably get an awesome big guy. There's probably a Yeti two big guy, two star roster there somewhere. Uh, ogres might be better. Just because, like, I know you can get trolls in, but yeah. uh, trolls aren't. They're just trolls yeah. are terrible. Trolls are. Best to, best to line up on the line of scrimmage and then leave there for and then seven never turns. activate again. Although I think that troll yeah. vomit is a useful little addition that I think we've all forgotten about. Um, but every now and again it comes I'll up, doesn't it? I had um, uh, in the my first game in the Entertainment League uh, a new coach there who was following bonehead videos for how to set up, <laughs> which was quite disturbing. Oh, Adam. Um, Adam, yeah, he he uh, he went he straight in there with the uh, the the troll vomit. And as part of his uh, troll full house, he literally he he did everything he could do with a troll, including oh. eating a goblin. Oh, good lad! <laughs> Although well, I I think from having seen him the other night, I think his troll has now eaten more goblins than he has a casualty <laughs> opponent. <laughs> yeah, they should definitely get SPP for eating their own goblins. And yeah. uh, and intercepting other thrown players, I think those are the two things left to go, that that, that are still needed in the rule book. Um, but yeah, no. Anyway, what we're going to do today is, um, well, trips. You talk us through what we're going to be talking about today. Excellent. Well, to, to, today, uh, with just a single Ben, we shall be talking through a bit of Blood Bowl news, uh, talking about what games we've played and some hobby, uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, some of our in league play uh, through the Entoyment League we're both playing in, and 
take that into some bad matchups for teams. Yeah, we uh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast and we've had so much to talk about on the last couple of podcasts that we really don't feel like we've had a chance to talk through some of the great games and some of the stuff that we've been doing. So uh, a bit of a catch-up episode. Um, and yeah, we've got quite a few bits of, uh, of Blood Bowl news worth uh, looking at as well. So, right. But let's begin with a bit of hobby and games. Right. Actually, we do news first. Man, it feels, it feels how long it feels like it's been since we've done a podcast. We'll do news, then we'll talk hobby and games, and then we'll talk yeah. matchups. You just said it. You literally just talked me through it. <laughs> Only like I read it off the list. Oh, uh, well, we do actually have some Kickstarters kicking around at the moment, which is pretty cool. Um, and the first one we're going to look at today is the Savannah team stl kickstarter now this is by galador's 3d printed teams and they did the kickstarter for the savannah team earlier this year i think it was this year wasn't it like april time yeah i think oh if uh, we can click through and actually see the even, original campaign yeah april crikey where has this year gone <laughs> i know well i know it's nearly christmas dude like it's actually genuinely nearly christmas there we go we can uh, we can ignore that. So yeah, it was April time. Now they're back, basically saying, um, "Well, we've done the the Kickstarter. Three D printing is now kicking around and really popular in Blood Bowl land, as I think it should be, to be honest with you." Um, and you know, basically, Gallagher just wants more people to be able to have access to the STLs. So um, it's it's a pretty good price point for this one. Uh, it's twenty two pounds for the base team, which is right. We'll talk through what's in it, then we'll talk through what you can use it as, I think. Uh, you get an elephant, you get four rhinos, two hippos, and eight monkeys. There's a standard licensed team uh, with goals as well, where you get stretch goals. There's an ultimate team for £40, which has got six rhinos, basically, um, and some extra star players. And then there's, like, I think there's an ultimate one. Or is that the ultimate one? I think that is the ultimate one. Yeah, the ultimate one has got everything in. So £40 for an STL team that has got an absolute ton of players. But it's a, it's a weird it's a weird theme. I really like it. You get a big guy with an elephant. It's a savannah theme, so it's all safari. And you get a whole bunch of um, rhinos, who are basically strength four size, a couple of hippos, who again are strength four size. And you've got strength two scale, basically, monkeys and uh, two baboon runners here. So, trips. We've got some strength two guys. We've got a big guy. We've got some strength four guys. What roster is this going to be good for? Oh, I think I think it would an ogre roster would be would be great with this lot. Yeah. Do you know what? I hadn't considered that. I was just looking at it thinking, oh, they, those those hippos and rhinos, oh, they would make fabulous, uh, fabulous ogres. And literally, like, they've gone stupid most of the time, but every once in a while, their hippo gets on the run. <laughs> they, um, The models are fantastic. We've done a preview video for it um, where Galadur shared the STLs. And naturally... I took the the the, uh, the elephant and scaled it up to 120 percent and made it a giant. And uh, the models are Ooh. very cool. And the giant elephant was was amazing. But the pre supports are good. Uh, the pre supports will support an upscale of 120 percent as well. 
it's a really cool thing um now it, it's it is heavily stylized so this may not be the team for everybody um you know but quite frankly 22 pound for a mixture of big guys is enough for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they are a great set of models. You, you look at the, the renders; they are really nice. And actually, if you just look at them from a pure modelling point of view, they're really well done. They're really detailed. Yes, they're not pure Blood Bowl miniatures, and they are not pretending to be that in any way at all. This is not a Games Workshop box set uh, uh, kind of copy, but it is lovely. And yeah. the thing I really think that's interesting, you look at the pledges and there is the the good old sort of ultimate team commercial license. And that's already got 14 backers. So this team is going to be available to buy on Etsy and get other people to print out for you. And I think that's a good sign when you see people uh, doing that. Yeah, the original team did brilliantly on Kickstarter. The physical models were superb. Um, and now just being able to print them out, it, it's going to make it way more accessible and, and cheaper and easier for, for Galador. And I, I just I just think it's a really good mix of models. Like, yeah, it's it's stylized and you may not want it, but I'm actually thinking about upscaling a Rhino to use as a Minotaur. Ooh. You know, he's rampaging. He's got the the, the oh, that, horn. that definitely would work. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely work. And and, and the monkeys are really <laughs> they, are, they they've got a really nice feel. Again, they look like a monkey playing Blood Bowl should look like, and it does feel like if you want to spend some time really doing a unique team and making it look good, it'll take two minutes at the start to explain to your opponent which models are which. But you're not going to have to do it more than once because they're going to go, yep. I know the monkey is an annoying little thing. <laughs> yeah, the monkey is a goblin. Now, I think this set works um, almost one for one for the Black Orc teams and for Lizardman teams. So you've got the Strength yeah. 4 pieces, you've got the little guys, you've even got the two baboon ru runners who can be the chameleon skinks, and the, the monkey, uh, not the monkey, the elephant's got the trunk there to be the um, prehensile tail. So it, it is cool, but there you go. You, and the great thing about 3D printing is you can scale stuff up, you can scale stuff down, and you could kind of blend it. And like you said, Trips, as long as you kind of explain at the beginning of a game who stuff is or do what you tend to do with all of your stuff and print out little nameplates. Well, I have a nameplate. Then, you know... <laughs> the other team could, could definitely... Is, um, you probably take a bit of scaling to work it through, but um, a Chaos Ren Renegades team, because you've got you've got loads of different big guys and options in, and then you could uh, use use the baboons uh, and the, and the monkeys across there. Maybe pull in a miniature from somewhere else, but that's what a Renegades team is all about. It's odds and sods from other teams put together. Yeah, with the hippos, you can kind of clone them as well. You could probably get an orc team out of this too. Use the hippos as the black orcs, use the rhinos as blitzers, use the elephant as a troll, and use the baboon as a thrower and the gob and the scale up the monkeys a bit to be your lineman. Well, and as Milton would say, you're never taking the orc thrower anyway, so you don't need to worry about it. There you go, you've got goblins. No, it's a really cool little thing. Uh, it's still got nine days to go, so this one will be finishing on uh Sunday, November 20th. So as this pod goes out, you're gonna have a week. Um, and a bit to back it if you want to uh, they've crushed their goal so yeah it's a good one good team good stls and uh yeah 
big fan of that one. Uh, the next one's interesting, and I'm looking forward to having a chat with you about this one because we've not really seen much about it, I don't think, Trips. And that is the Dungeon Fantasy Football 3D Printable. That's how it's worded. Uh, by Vortice Miniatures. Now, I love Vortice Miniatures. They're Kemri team's Wicked. It's over there waiting to be painted. And their Vampire team should be on the way soon, which is really exciting. But what they've done is they've produced some 3D printable files so that you can make a dungeon. So you can play Dungeon Bowl. And they've done a great job of having each of the rooms produced specifically to be the type of room so you've got like um the, the the dragon's lair you've got the crypts that are you've got the fiery chasm so it's all basically the same as the actual tiles in the dungeon ball set um which i thought was really cool and they've got a, a really interesting way of of making it too so the each room is its own tile essentially but it's got a blank space around the edge so that you can clip the different wall pieces on, which I thought was really quite clever. Um, you know, we full disclosure. You know, we we helped uh, MG Picks. You know, do his like we we got the chance to do the preview videos and printed it out. We, we featured. You know, we printed an entire built an entire dungeon for the final of uh, our Dungeon Bowl series. Um, and it was, you know, done very differently, far more interchangeable. But I, I really do like the way they've done, like, here you go, they've got the corridors. They've got those big plate corridors. Um, what what did you think about this, Trips? I think it's a really clever design and it'll aid those people that want to build a board and have it as a sort of solid stay together. It'd be really interesting to see how modular to sort of break up and, and put down and 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 use it it really is because for a lot of people that's going to be an advantage of actually being able to pack it away and hide it in the cupboard and not say i've bought another kickstarter and printed them all out <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and and that is sadly the thing that i that's hit me about this that that i'm not not uh, completely wooed by is um they've got a lot of great shots of the renders um uh, but there's no information as to how the files come which is really important when you're doing a 3d printing kickstarter i've got uh, my mars 2 pro and now my saturn 2 and the saturn 2 has got a monstrous print size but yeah. uh i don't think it would print an 8 by 4 room in fact i know it wouldn't because the maximum i can print is six squares wide uh, seven squares technically but six squares wide is as wide as i would go along the long edge so it's basically like six by four i could fit so i could probably print a flat one of the uh, the corridor pieces but because they've got that separate kind of gap around the edge there to be able to slide things in i wouldn't be able to print it flat which is which is absolutely fine but my point is we don't know if this comes in sections of four we don't know if it comes pre-supported and like you said trips we don't know if there's magnet add-ons and stuff like that um cause... don't even know what printer it's been printers it's been designed for is this design looking at the detail it looks like it's designed for resin printing but looking at the way it's done you would hope that it could be done for fdm plastic printing yeah, um, it doesn't actually say. It just says this campaign is for the yeah. digital SDL files, which is a bit of a shame because I, I want to get really excited about this because it looks awesome. But 
it is quite expensive to get in there uh well not really actually I, i've been looking too big so the basic one is 22 pounds and this is where you get all of the rooms all of the wall not all the walls some of the walls and all the other stuff uh actually 22 pounds is fine then there's the legend one which is where i want to be because this one comes with all of the stuff that you've seen plus my favorite thing about this entire thing let me scroll all the way down. They've done a great job with all the renders. Um, which are the the kind of faction-specific walls. Yeah. So you've got... Oh, we're still going to go Dragon's Cave walls. Uh, and then there's like Orc walls, Skaven walls, Dwarf-themed walls, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. I, I really love that. But that is £44. And when we talk about STL stuff, Trips, I mean, for an STL team with uh, all the positionals and a big guy, no star players, or maybe one or two star players, what would you expect to pay for an STL Blood Bowl team? S uh, 16 sculpts. You'd be wanting not to pay more than about 35, probably, is the top end. And that's probably with everything and all the stretch goals and a million things that you'd be like, I will paint print one of those one day yeah yeah uh, you know for me a team 20 pounds a team with a full whack of star players 30 pounds 35 pounds you know and that's what you get from brute fun that's what you get from three months of punga that's how it kind of fits now i know that you've got a deep dark history of backing stl kickstarters for <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta uh, have a library yeah. full of stuff that you go and not printed that one yet i've got half a terabyte hard drive on this laptop and i realized yesterday that i had five gig left and i was like oh no <laughs> uh, but it's okay as i busted out the old uh separate one the usb one and started farming across my stls but um 22 pound for a dungeon love that that's a good price point. £44 for the dungeon in all the rooms. I think 44 is a bit too much for me. 22 for the base set, I love. 44 is too much for the whole thing, though. Especially when you get to the um, the fact that to print a whole dungeon bowl pitch and the detail, you're talking £60-£70 of materials. Uh, and, yeah. And printers aren't the cheapest of things to run although they are fabulous heating devices for those of you that have a printer <laughs> close to you in your hobby space uh, that is something i've noticed about the studio i've I finally ben um hooked me up with a monitor so that i could turn my old computer off and just kind of retire it to the corner but now the room is way colder than it used to be <laughs> <laughs> um but no you, you bang on the money because we did the dungeon bowl board and it was probably about 50 pounds worth of resin for all the tiles all the doors and some but not all walls that's really important i that our dungeon bowl board and i'm gonna say because we needed to film but also because actually it is expensive like the dungeons that they've got here assuming that they're 34 mil scale um again we don't have that detail but i guess you can scale stuff up can't you like that dungeon example a that there's got there which looks absolutely gorgeous That's that's sixty to ninety quid's worth of resin, isn't it? At least. Yeah, and it's probably 
I mean, you're looking at each room's floor is a print, each wall is a print, each door is a print. You're talking three weeks of highly mm. organized running the printer pretty full time i'm still really proud of my uh, my my dungeon organization spreadsheets where i had all my prints prepped ready to go yeah yeah <laughs> day by day we're at 42 percent of the dungeon is printed <laughs> oh that's so good i tell you what the satin 2 is much better for that printed out the uh the death ball pitch it's like three prints <laughs> that's gorgeous <laughs> it does make a difference when you can put a, a big print on and leave it oh, for a while it's so good anyway the sculpts are gorgeous the wall connectivity i love i think it's brilliant um i think this is really 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 cool and i am going to back it as i haven't backed it yet and i really should have done uh i really want the faction specific walls but i don't know if i want them 20 pounds worth of walls uh and you're probably only going to print two factions. You're going to print a few Skaven ones, and then you'll print one other to put on the other side. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of the walls because it could be, and this is this is a little spoiler into my little world trips. I'm I'm looking for like um for I want to print a street a, a street ball pitch, but because of the yep. way we film, I want to have uh, a wall along one side, and when we do a sewer bowl sevens thing i want to have a sewer walls along one side so at the moment i'm in a place where i'm looking for walls because they make really good <laughs> backdrops um, and i i saw this and i was like oh that's cool like, there's some dwarf walls there's lizardman walls they would look really good like you know for the team photos and stuff actually i am going to back the whole thing this is great um yeah talk yeah. yourself into it though. i have i have genuinely just yeah <laughs> oh no i should have gone for the uh should have gone for the, the early bird. Anyway, uh, I've, I've I've missed out on that. Right, let's have a look and see how long they've got. Oh, oh, okay. Three days to go. So podcast goes out. This is finishing Monday the 14th. And they look about half their goal. Not even halfway there yet. Ooh, this could be interesting. Well, it looks cool. They've done a lot of good stuff there. There's not enough detail for me, I think... Uh, but it, I mean, we know what they do. We and know they do good stuff. I think that's as a bit because we we are both uh, heavy users of printers and have backed a lot of kickstarters and maybe even use some of them. But <laughs> you go too I, you far think there. You can, <laughs> I think you can tell then by it's only got thirty eight backers at this stage that um, maybe the price point isn't quite in the sweet spot. Yeah. Estimated delivery December 2000. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I like what they've done. I love the wall system. I think that's potentially really clever. Um, although, one thing we did find with the Dungeon Ball stuff is that you've got to have a nice bit of space between the wall and the square because yeah. Blood Bowl models are big. Yeah, especially when uh, you, you run that big guy into the corner to try and get that chest. Hmm. <laughs> which I think is what I'm going to claim is the reason that we didn't use uh, walls everywhere in our dungeon. And, and view lines. Yeah. Hmm, interesting one. Well, I like to see, but uh, hey, it's a very cool thing. Um, and the, I love the fact that they've geared it entirely towards Dungeon Ball. So it'll be an interesting one. Hopefully that reaches the goal and we'll get some cool files for that. But this one is really nice and i i i 
at the end of every year we have the bony awards right and then every year ben's like punga team from three years ago was the best team of the year well it, it has become a bit of a meme in our group now our team of the year time ben will vote for punga mm. it will be at one of the teams in the last three years he's either backed printed or, or he's still waiting for yeah well it counts because i painted it this year um right black sale corsairs punga have got a kickstarter now i hope that they're okay i'm a bit worried about them because there's only two teams in this kickstarter unlike <laughs> the six that was in the last one which was absurd um actually we talked about it then didn't we, we kind of said look actually two teams is probably the most because there are people who are going to be able to afford to get two teams um rather than six teams unless you're blood type uh well, actually i think you only got four um anyway They've got a high elf team and a dark elf team. It is live now. It is closing on Monday, November the 28th. So good couple of weeks left to go. They've doubled their target already. Let's have a look at some of the models in the team. I... Although pointing out, Ben, there is the pledge to get a third team. If you want to, you can get these two and one of their previous teams I... if you have missed out. I did see that. Now, now they've got they've, there are there are several different levels you can you can back. Uh, there's the Celestial Champions, which is the one I backed, uh, which is uh, the High Elf team, two blitzers, two throwers, four catchers, and eight line elves. There's the there's some retail ones. There's the Dark Elf one, which is seventy five pounds, same price, right? Same price, yeah, same price. So the Dark Elf team, uh, two assassins, two witches, two runners, four blitzers, six line elves, which is awesome. And then there's £145. Now, this is all um, early bird, so it will be about £10 more, I think, for two teams or 215 for three teams from this team. And then there's a whole bunch of add-ons. So it's not cheap. This is £75 for a team. Realistically, not with the early bird special you're looking at 85 pounds for a team plus postage so you're on the way to 100 quid here because you're going to want to add some of the star players but we talk about this all the time a dark elf team how much is a how much is a games workshop team box at the moment trips not from entoyment like not from entoyment it's about 30 pound i think retail now says not knowing having not bought one of games workshop for a while. <laughs> i know i think i've only ever i, I uh, did I buy one from? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 30, 31.50, I think. 31.50, okay. say so, £2 from so his workshop. If you wanted a Dark Elf team, you'd need two of those boxes. So that's £63. Yeah. Then you'd need to pick up the Assassin separately, which is Forge World. So let's say that's another £400. Um, yeah. You know, so no, you know, it's another. And you'll need a lot, lot of glue because all those fiddly <laughs> little fin things, you're going to uh, lose at least half of the box over the floor somewhere i think we need to do a top five friday of the top five worst teams to build uh yeah because i think elves dark elves dark elves and we can have slip one other team in there well there's a couple there's a couple the some of the undead bits were fiddly like the little wing boots yeah they and were the... like undead undead dark elves <laughs> yeah Basically, uh, all the little blooming back plates for the dwarf team. Anyway, yeah. uh, just kind of grumbling about Games Workshop now. Or some of their star back to the players. Back to yeah. the awesome Kickstarter. <laughs> so the first team we'll look at is the Black Sail Corsairs, which is their Dark Elf team. And this is Punga, right? They've got excellent ability to sculpt. They've got a lot of character in their stuff. And thematically, this is 
a hundred percent inspired by the warhammer fantasy battle dark elf corsairs they've got so much of the same style uh which doesn't surprise me because punga love pirates right so actually oh, the yeah. they're corsairs and they're called the corsairs you've got the um the drake skin you've got the the spiky hats it is they look like excellently sculpted versions of the games workshop corsairs which is what i would want my dark elf team to look like to be fair and i'm a i'm a big fan of dark elves uh they were sort of my my first team back in back in the day with blood bowl and my first team when i got back into blood bowl a, a few years back and you you cannot look at that team and not go that's a dark elf team yeah that's a dark elf team that's a well done dark elf team i tell you what it looks halfway between the games workshop team and uh i think it's the wheelie miniatures team that i think rick's got yeah. they've kind of it, it, which is i mean they're both really good teams so that is a pretty strong credit you've got the classic dark elf uh witch hair you know it, it it's just awesome um from a design point of view the only thing i don't over the top love is that one of them one of the blitzers i think has got a hook hand and a peg leg uh but that's it that that's literally the only thing i can pick out of this entire thing and there's six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen individual sculpts for 85 dollars and you get a star player but we'll come to that in a second so blitzers look good yeah one of the blitzers has got the peg leg yeah that's the that's the mini everyone's gonna not print or not use and use them for something else you yeah he looks like a coach he looks like the coach yeah. the, the retired my favorite coach. miniatures in this are the assassins and it they make me want to have a dark elf team with assassins in because they just look like an assassin should look like oh, for blood bowl they look so good they've got the little skull face masks on punch blades yeah okay yeah yes they, they, they do i can see want to line up against a stunty front line and go let me show you what multiple block and stab is all about yeah that happened to me at sand bowl last year <laughs> um actually assassins are pretty good in the format if you're going to a tournament and you're expecting to see uh, a lot of hack phlegm uh, and stuff like that it's a really good way to take out hack phlegm just stabby stabby stab yeah just a cheeky <laughs> cheeky blitz stab i mean chainsaw's obviously better but uh anyway uh they've got some kind of rendered printed versions of the model uh rendered painted versions and they've got the actual physical version i i, I love them I, the dark elf team looks really good but even better in my opinion i've got is high elves i'm a big high elf guy like warhammer fantasy battle was like it was high elves were my they were my jam um not loved them in blood bowl but it feels like the last few months high elves have just come back with a vengeance trips do you think oh, that's they're... because do you think that's because that we're pending with games workshop i i, I think it's definitely they're a, they're a team of legend that you're starting to see people play everywhere there's that sort of but growing excitement of everyone going, please let's just tweak the the high elves and get them <laughs> get them into the game properly. And and we've gotten from really struggling to to find sort of a, a good couple of teams to you could probably like there's probably four, five, six options for high elves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we've had two great prints ones recently, haven't we? With the torchlight and Ogni both dropping 
very good high elf teams yeah. in quick succession and now punger have come in with what i think is even better so but it's still right up there um okay so the team has got all your classic high elf vibe you've got the diamonds you've got the tall hats with the the horse crest you've got dragon prince armor you've got wings on the throwers which i love and you've got slightly less armored catchers which just makes a lot of sense this is just well trips like you said you look at that and you know it's a dark elf team you look at these guys and you this is oh yeah this is an elite yeah. team this is an elite team and and also you look at it and go you're going to be painting a little bit of armor trim with these guys because they're simple in terms of the detail yeah because it it's the really nice high elf armor so it's it's really there for a polished and tidy paint job and yeah. they will look spectacular yeah a nice little bit of uh edge highlighting there maybe you know a bit of blue ink in the recesses of the armor to give you that kind of silver helm vibe i love this uh i the high elf team is just absolutely wonderful like i just love it i know games workshop are gonna land and mess it up but we saw punga react when they um changed up the norse team and i think i don't know if they've done it for the amazon team yet but you know they they had a kickstarter out they've updated it with the new positionals it's going to be okay which is so good to see because it just yeah, builds up and confidence oh look at the painted versions you've got that yeah. blue and the gold and the gems and that is just that is just calador oh man i'm gonna print some silver helms i need to this is brilliant just give them a decent base stick a nameplate on them and everyone's gonna be happy all day now this is the bit you were talking about trips you can also add any team from previous projects um out of which there are many uh, as an add-on uh, any teams from previous projects come with a set of free stretch goals for only 85 us dollars each so if you want to if you want that you know i think the quintessential punga team is probably their kemri team right 85 dollars oh, they're amazing yeah you can you can chuck it on there as well now th this has got a ton of add-ons as well which is incredibly dangerous and this is why i said your team's going to cost you 100 quid because you will be wanting to add some of this with it there's there's loads and we're going to have a look at some of the ones they've shown already so free for the um early birds is the kraken star player now a lot of these star players if not all of them no longer exist but it is just a matter of time before games workshop bring them back or something like it and the kraken star player was based off i think lokir felhart which was yeah. A, a, yeah a corsair lord with a fancy golden octopus face mask that grabs people and has tentacles he was a wicked star player for the year i think we had him before the, the kind of reset I, I, that's just such a cool star player model uh, then we've got an assassin star player then we've got a doom star player who is there to represent i believe the old player elijah doom who is also now gone uh, there's a a weird naval doctor that is quite cool creepy face probably wouldn't bother adding that there's crude blade star player which is a big um uh lineman star player i can't remember the old ones now there's a cool manticore which i thought was a really uh, wicked add-on that's a lovely model you, you you'd want to find a reason to squeeze that onto the pitch just to squeeze it onto the pitch yeah definitely uh there's a crazy star player there which is the kind of wit the man witch elf style star player you've got uh slayer sisters you can add two more of you've got the witch queen which is going to be your um oh 
trips. We just talked about her. What's her name? Yeah, uh, Roxana. Thank you very much, which is Roxana. I like this model. Uh, you've got a cool band, which I thought was brilliant, including a multi-armed drummer. Baffling, but I love it. You've got the Swift. They're, they're there for the player who's going to go for best team and bring like the whole diorama and setup and detail. He'd be like, what have you been done for the last six months? Yeah. Paint high elves. <laughs> well, I, I start. I, I've my life has calmed down enough in the last few days that I've been able to start printing, and I've started printing crowd miniatures. And I've been going through my STL collections looking for like random models as part of Kickstarter's random STLs with like people with instruments and bards. So actually, this could go in a stadium quite nicely. But there is a Swift twin set that I actually really like. But yeah. this one here, Dragon Star Player. That is Prince Moranian, and I love it. He's just so regal. He's got his big cape. He's got his big dragon helm. Uh, it's so good. You got a star player kicker. Then there's the blood dancer. We've we've got some star players waiting to come back, haven't we? Really? Oh yeah. Because I've started. I've started some of these star players are in that dangerous category where you look at them and go. Yeah, I could get them to look like there's something else really easily. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> guy. Nor the point is. Yeah, well, if, yeah, I mean, the Blood Dancer star player, you could be your um, Eldril if you wanted. He's supposed to be Jordan Freshbreeze. Well, is it Freshbreeze? Jordan Freshbreeze? Yeah. God. He'd make quite a good Ivar, actually. That's, yeah. He's got the plats for it. Uh, then you've Ooh. got what has to be just an awesome homage to uh, Wilhelm, not Wilhelm to oh gosh helmet wolf what is wrong with me yeah. today oh i can't remember any of my star player names uh which is wicked a big ogre star player a dark another witch star player yeah these must be from the older ones i reckon uh there's more a night hunter which is for zora for uh cara for zara uh, and they've got some stretch goals here which look like tokens and there's there's going to be some more stuff there when it gets to it um and I like the look of this. Witch Elf, Coach Assistant, Dark Elf Executioner. Nice. Referee, Doctors, Mascots, High Elf Kickers. Oh, this is going to be cool. They've got a bunch of stuff that is going to be added. They've got their size comparisons with the Wolf, with the with the Wolverine-posed lineman. Um, I love it. I love that star player model. Ah... This is just, it's been a while since you've had a real all singing, all dancing Kickstarter, isn't it? it that's, I mean, the, the one thing we know about Punga is they do the they do great Kickstarters. They do great miniatures. They do what they say they're going to do. If there's any problems with them, they sort it out. Uh, everyone looks at the teams when the other people have got them and go, wow, they're great. Where did you get them from? It's yeah. a Punga team. Uh, you, you cannot be unhappy when you get your punga team through <laughs> yeah it's bang on the money now it is expensive right um we, we kind of we always talk about third party teams and and the fact that they are going to be between 70 and 80 pounds and that means you can you can afford one of them right it's going to be you're spending for a couple of months probably but it's worth it you can you can be like yeah you know what i'll pick up that team that's really nice like that'll be a good christmas present to myself that'd be a good birthday present the difficulty comes when it's like the double team so i was looking at this and i was like i want that high elf team i like the dark elf team i don't know if i can justify 150 pounds for two teams i can do you know 80 for one love it 150 for two starts being a bit a bit sweaty 
And what I like about the what they've done here is because they've run so many successful Kickstarters as well, um, they're shipping them from local regions, but more importantly, they have been mass printing these guys out and, and they're very clear at the top. Some backers will receive their pledges within one to two months and delivery time for everything will be four months. You're like, that's that's no longer waiting going, I think I brought a Punga team and it might be here for the league after next. That is such it's, a game changer, right? Yeah. I mean, you you could we could expect to see some Punga teams at Beachhead. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully and one of them will be mine. Just, yeah, and that's not just one of the bends. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I guess the only thing to 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 add in that can be considered slightly negative, although I actually think it's a very solid move forward, is uh, the stretch goals. They're they're not they're not doing that thing that you see of a lot of Kickstarters, right, Drips, which is a case of yeah. and this and this and this and this, and then what happens is that because of all that stuff, there's a massive delay. Actually, what they've said is we're ready to go with this. These are the models. If you want the add-ons, you can pay. I mean, $8 for a really good star player model is one-fourth of a Forge World model. And, you and individually, it. it's not too bad, but it, it is definitely one of those where you're going to click on it and you're going to go, I'll have one of those and I'll, I'll have one of those and I'll have one of those. And that, that number is going to add up a little bit when you get to the uh, confirm page. Yeah. But but also we've we've seen a lot of people and we've seen people at our local club who've who've not bought one or two of the things and everybody always goes oh, I should have bought the extra lineman or I should have bought the star player <laughs> yeah the fact that the stuff you need is there the star players are ready to go you can pick them you can choose them it's um it's a much more upfront way of doing it and it's not that FOMO angle uh, so I think. You know, you can go in on a Kickstarter sometimes and be like, oh, I'll go on the big level because then I'll net loads of stuff. Well, you're not going to need all that stuff. It's lovely to have, but it's going to stay in the box. Actually, I think I'd rather just choose my extra £10 of stuff. Um, and, and I love it. I, I, yeah, really huge fan of this. They've got 17 days to go. Finishes at the end of November, so November the 28th. And like Trip said... They've already started making the models, and this brings me to a question for you, Trips. This is obviously 3D printed, right? Yeah. So Grebo and Punga are both going the 3D printed, and I'm assuming in house route, the 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 pictures of the prints look crisp as you like. Oh, they look so like mm. yeah that i know they've used that yeah. fancy gray resin that ben's always talking about yeah. like mine's just a matte gray like it just looks like gray that looks yeah. like elite gray i mean are we are we done with metal and and resin i i think oh i i think i think we are i think you you pick up a miniature now. If you if you play someone and they've got metal miniatures, there's like you can see people having like an allergic reaction to it. And I was like, it's, it's a metal miniature. <laughs> this and, is what and I there's... love about Buzz Justice is because it because one of my Skaven Blitzers is a second edition human blitzer and he weighs more than the rest of the team combined. It's really funny when someone knocks him down because he just goes with a thud and they're like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm like it's okay he's older than i am like it's fine like, this is how this is how metal that's we... real. 
we're, we're not far away from there being a generation of wargamers that don't know that everything used to come in lead and metal and you weren't allowed to lick your miniatures. <laughs> Still not recommended. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. It's funny to think that, what, three years ago, four years ago, Ben picked up the Grebo Alastoran team on sale which comes with a big old bloodthirster made of metal and it gave him nightmares and now just a few years later we're on the other side you can kickstart a team it's going to be printed for you it's going to arrive and you know i i did a video review of some of the grebo star players and uh, i did the boa constrictor version uh, amar the mesmerist asar yeah. the mesmerist and there's two pieces and one of them's the face right which is the, the head which that, that's it that's the entire product and I, I i took him and i compared him to boa boa was in eight or nine pieces and some of those pieces were so small we're talking like the size of a sesame seed yeah. and i just kind of held this grebo thing and i was like i just I, why I, I, why I, would you, would you I, not do it yeah. I just it's just phenomenal that we are now at this point and we are in probably the golden era of modeling it's it's pricey but it's always been expensive but you know yeah. the punga teams they've not changed in price like no. this is 75 pounds for a team i'm pretty sure the pirates were 75 pounds for a team they were pretty much always of that and they are they are the gold standard in both in price but more more in terms of the delivery and, and outcome of of what it is so absolutely there yeah uh, buy a pirates team now it's 89 dollars for a common small box uh, can have they have they linked the old kickstarters oh no no they've linked back to their site yeah no it's awesome it's so accessible um i'm super impressed uh right so uh, as for other bits of blood bowl news there is another kickstarter coming soon well there's a few kickstarters coming soon one is the snoo snoog halflings from Grebo. Now, we've already done our preview video for that, so you can go and check that out. The Kickstarter's not going live yet, but I think it goes live in a couple of days or something. Ooh, my parcel from Entoyment is on its way and due to be delivered Friday the 11th of November. Yay! Um, and the other one to talk about, we'll have a nice review video filmed. I don't know when we're allowed to go live with it, which will be the Wire Games. It's Gaia, but Wire. So Wire Games, W-L-A Games, High Elves and Dark Elves in their new scale. So we've got those Ooh. to look at as well. And I know they're going live with a Kickstarter soon. So it is all Elf at the moment. And I love it. There's so much good stuff. Um, but before we wrap up with the news segment, Trips, I've got one more question for you, then we'll talk about games, which is, will we see another Blood Bowl release this year? It's the 10th of November, as we were recording. The window so, I is think... full. Yeah, I think we have passed the point where we will see another Blood Bowl team before Christmas because the traditional route of the preview of the preview of the preview that is the pre-order window, uh, there just aren't enough weekends left to, to, get, to get that in before Christmas because realistically there's probably one, two, there's probably six weeks before Christmas. We're seeing the big army boxes and starter boxes be... be teased for uh, Sigmar and Warhammer 40k I think we might be at a February period 
I think you're right. So Saturday the 10th of December is probably the the last release point before Christmas from Games Workshop. So they'd need to pre-order that on Saturday the 3rd of December, which means it would need to be previewed realistically a couple of weeks before that, which is uh, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is now. I mean, last year they did the Warhammer Day and they showed Dungeon Bowl off, which was the 30th of October, and that was out by Christmas. But I think you're right, Trips. I think it would be a proper squeeze, uh, which is a massive shame because, you know, we were hoping for another team. But I actually don't mind it because the Amazon release was quite a big one. Um, you got some some good toolkit star players and a team that's very different and very potent. So actually us having a good four months to play Amazons before the next new shiny comes along, I think is I think is really good tempo. Uh, yeah. and I've um I've got an idea for printing my own team Amazons. Ooh. So, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I think that wraps up news. So let's move Come on, on is, yep. to games and hobby. Okay, so we've done Blood Bowl news. Now we're going to talk about hobby and things. And it's been a good month since we've really had a chat about this. And I think I think there's quite a bit going on, which is cool. Um, one of the first things I'd like to talk about, and I'm already quite to show pictures of my work in progress yet, but hey, it's us, um, is the Mud and Blood did a bunch of cool pictures in uh, STL files, and I fell in love with this one here, the Ancient Temple Jungle pitch. It's uh, Amazon pitch slash Lizardman pitch style. It's cracked. It's got cool steps. So I, I really like the look of that. Now, we are hoping to be able to play some December Death Bowl, and uh, we needed a Death Bowl 7s pitch. So I took the files that got released to us and I cut them up and I remerged them and uh, printed out a Sevens Death Bowl pitch with this. Now, I've still got to go to B&Q and get them to cut me some wood. Um, and uh, then I get to glue it all together and do the oh. extra bits and, and then, yeah, paint it up. But this is my current kind of... I've printed it. Now all I've got to do is find a bit of time to glue it together. Um, because the, the, This is all... This is all Mud and Blood's fault, because uh, in that they said that they were going to produce. We haven't seen it yet. A um, a Death Bowl pitch. Now a Death Death Bowl is four player Blood Bowl, and four player elevens. As much as I love Blood Bowl, sounds horrible to me. <laughs> but four player sevens, that's yeah. that's where it's at. Um, Although, is there anything, if you said sevens in it, that you would go, no, nah, that's not for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do think that that, full, that, that that Dungeon Ball is better than Dungeon Ball 7s. Yes. I filmed a game of Dungeon Ball 7s with Rick, but it came out rubbish and never ended, I never ended up going publishing it. But um, it wasn't... It wasn't as good. Now we've played some yeah. some good games of elevens. We played some good games of sevens. I, I'm, I don't think Dungeon Ball sevens is where it's at, but I do think that Death Bowl sevens with four players on a pitch that looks like this 
is where it's at and uh and that's that's kind of my first my first bit of thing that i've been working on trips how about you uh so i i've got two bits of of hobby so i've been continuing the printing of uh the this sort of the kill team uh necromunda tile and i completed my first tile um with my two-tiered building and door that involved me bending printed plastic which really freaked me out while doing <laughs> it but it came out beautifully they're, they're got okay. some hazard ropes onto it yeah and i was i was really pleased with that uh, and that's yeah that's definitely the first of many tiles um and then i actually got some painting and got uh, i got a blood bell team um on the paint board under no basis because i couldn't make the team that i wanted to for a tournament coming up at the end of the month and desperately thought i needed paint, paint some miniatures that's right you're going to be odd man in for for bonehead bowl aren't you I'm going to be odd man in and came up with a, a roster idea without even considering the miniatures and <laughs> the availability of them in my painted set. Oh man, I love that. I hope I hope you get to play, because um, yeah, Bonehead Bowl is such a, a unique, carnage-laden experience with all the mixed teams and stuff. And, and building a team for it is really special. And I hope that you get to get it to the pitch trips. Yes, if not, it will uh, be next year's bonehead team. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll have to take the opportunity to bust out a few mixed team games next year. This ad hoc stuff, uh, I think. Um, I did find the, my whip, my whip picture of my pitch, uh, including the bonehead tile that I, I, I sculpted. I say sculpted. I put together in the middle there, which I'm quite quite excited by. I think this is going to be a really good, uh, fun little project. Um, and maybe we get mixed teams death bowl sevens that could be the most Ooh. yeah with wizards yeah oh uh, uh and just to fill then we should add in a secret team and then milton can bring the shark <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah his sharks yeah because have you have you seen the the secret team kind of re redux they've been yeah. working on everything's different now the ghosts are very different i don't know if i like it I, th I think there's only one way that we'll truly know. Oh. That's by playing a few of them and having a bit of a game. I think uh, we get get by Christmas, see if we can't get a, a bonehead fumble yeah. league on the go. We, we just need need Games Workshop to not to give us anything Blood Bowl for a while, which they seem to be pretty um, consistent. Have <laughs> yeah, but they leave us with this like this oh, this over looming anxiety, and I don't know. It's probably just me. Everybody else is probably fine about it, but every day I have this like my last few weeks since the tournament has just work has been so hectic it's coming to that point of the year where we kind of consider what projects are good to go where we are with stuff and what's going to be in the portfolio and stuff like that so it's been really busy really busy and um i've had to go to the head office normally i work from home and it's great but i've had to go to head office and i get this like pang of anxiety as i'm driving home i'm like please don't release news please don't release news because i'm two more i'm two hours from my house and they did this I'm... with the norse team i remember i was at a team day and i was driving home and and the chat started going off i was like i can't read i can't see what's going on so i stopped at fleet because you have to stop at fleet um and uh, i was like oh no they dropped a norse star player and I even we even got comments on YouTube saying, "Huh, not uh, not had a video about the star player yet." And I'm like driving home, like 
it's national speed limit with the silly cameras and it's 50 and i can't go anywhere i just have to wait um ever since that day i've like carried my podcast equipment wherever i went whether it's italy tenerife no i didn't take it to tenerife actually i was good took the laptop um but yes yes i think you're right i think games workshop seem to be not giving us a huge amount of stuff which is all right i think um but you talked about um printing off kill team and uh your, your kill team terrain you guys have been playing some some serious kill team games recently haven't you yeah we um we we that this week at club we actually had kill team outnumbering blood bowl in terms of playing with we're uh, uh it, at wobble we have reached the end of of the summer season and there's a small pause to give us all time to uh lick our wounds and work out what team we want to bring for january uh so yeah i think three or four people um accidentally got uh the recruit box set <laughs> from various uh, uh hobby stores over the last few days um yeah we gave it a go and it's a really fun little skirmish game it's it's simple enough to pick up and play pretty quickly there's looked like there's a lot of depth in it um and yeah it's quite good fun and uh yeah getting past the fact that numbers are random shapes is uh it proves reasonably easy after about 10 minutes that's such a dumb design situation <laughs> absolutely baffling uh the, the thing that's really is the the fact that there are no turns because there are turning points and i think there is going to be a club rule that the first person that says that's the end of the turning point will get a slap and we'll have to go and stand <laughs> in the ring <laughs> no um i've been i've been eyeing up these files which is like so the games workshop kill team stuff recently was like set in uh set in a spaceship basically right set in a space hulk yeah. i think um, yes it's basically space hulk and there are some specific like corridor and breaching rules and i love the look of the terrain and happened across this set of stl terrain for four dollars so i've purchased this and i'm, I, I'm kind of waiting for a, a little break in the busyness schedule for hobby and, and everything to kind of just print a little bit of the terrain because it's just such a cool aesthetic yeah and it's and the nice thing about walls like that is actually a couple of coats of spray and a tiny little dry, dry brush and it is done and very playable very quickly mm. um and you can spend a lot of time getting it really really good uh but yeah you can you can really rattle out literally with some route cans some some stuff very quickly Ah, oh, yeah, you've been crushing it with the Necromunda and Kill Team stuff. It's just so, so, so tempting. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I've, I've yet to be pulled in because I don't think I have the time at the moment. And with the, with Christmas flipping, barreling towards us, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be mooching into the next the next Blood Bowl League before we know it. Um, which you know what, I'm fine with. Uh, I'm really fine with. I've been tempted. No, I'm tempted to run Amazons in the next league as kind of like a learning experience to see how, how good the team is and how it develops. Um, yeah. I'm loving running See Skaven. how much we all hate the, the strength four player. Yeah, there's kind of, a, there is a bit of a, 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 an allure to that. Um, and I love the, 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 the movement seven piece is really exciting. So watching Ben yeah. at the at, at SCA run it in a game, you know, watching him run it against you, uh <laughs> comedian skink for the win um yes and uh and watching him run it against nurgle that that little combo of hit and run is something that i really want to 
you know experience because it kind of makes it a movement eight piece with a free dodge and that 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 as a bit of an edge coach that does i find it quite interesting so yeah there's, been... there's there's definitely a move the piece where they you didn't really think and probably where your opponent didn't think they were going to go either yeah, well, I, I would. I find really interesting. Now, I back uh, Artisan Guild every month on Patreon or Tribes, one of the two. Uh, they always release a cool little set of models with a couple of units and some stuff that I will never use in a war game kind of way. But actually, they've got. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I've just had a brilliant text from Tiff. Uh, I'll tell you in a sec. Um, they've got uh modular hands but the hands are ball and socket joints so there's open hands so you can have any model can be a lineman i've used the ogres i've everything right artisan guild is just a brilliant place there's some stunning models they do yeah absolutely love them um and because you just kind of support them every now and again they they do a release and you kind of you look at it and you're like that i have no use for that for blood bowl but you know they've got some cool characters and that'll be fun and i'll come back to them at some point um and i was mooching through because we've got to the point now where well my work's calmed down enough that i can actually print things again because the last two weeks i I just haven't it's been work sleep maybe film a couple of videos sleep you know it's been kind of like that where yesterday or the day before i was like oh you know what i've got half an hour this is lush i'm gonna look through and start printing some crowd minis for our stadium so i started going through artisan guild because i was like you know what what a great way to do it like print off yeah. six different guys with hands you know use this the stuff that works they're all just going you know in the crowd anyway and i happened across this unit and i was like oh there's some this basically these are like demon like half demon people mm. i saw these models and i was like oh they would make that would be great on blood Bowl. like they would get some linemen there as a dark elf team and then i thought oh you know what this could be the amazon team so i've prepped my plate I've got this is going to be my blitzers uh, because they look agile. This yeah. this pose scaled up to 120% is going to be the the big bulky strength four scaries. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and then you've got a few different poses for line people, and there's this one agile looking pose, this one here for the thrower. Yeah. And I'm like, right, this this is going to be great. It's nice and easy to see who's who. I've got, uh, I've taken an STL ball and merged it with a hand that's holding it, so that they, you know the thrower's got the ball. Job done. The big piece is the blocker. Yeah, the one flying in the air is the fast one. Yeah, everybody else is just an absolute muggle. So I, I'm this is I'm thinking my way of doing it because I like the way the Amazon team, the roster is, the Games Workshop team. It's cool. It's it's just the it doesn't gel right with me. Like the yeah, blockers, it's, it's good, not great. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's fine. No worries at all. And painted up, it looks really lovely. I can't paint brilliantly. I can paint fine. So if you get a fine-looking team that's painted fine, yeah, I, I you know I could paint a cool team to a fine level and have it be something different plus i get to upscale that i'm not gonna lie man it's mostly just because i want blockers that don't look tiny uh so so i was looking through it i was like oh yeah amazon team with two of these guys like scaled up brilliant like that's enough for me and then i thought well why not just print the entire team i was like oh okay yeah so that's um 
that's going to be one of my projects in a bit because they've got these cool alternate masks as well and i'm like oh that looks pretty good so my positionals are going to have the masks and the linemen are just going to have the bare heads as a way to kind of differentiate yeah it could be fun so i can use that as my amazon team yeah they would definitely work and they'd be they'd be an interesting uh interesting league team to run because uh there will be a bit of death a bit of skilling up i'd like to see what a skilled up amazon team look like from the sideline (laughs) (laughs) don't worry you can take grip um uh i i um tiff's just (laughs) I keep telling her that she needs to read um, one of like the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Uh, so uh, she's downstairs. So I've made I made the bed and put uh, one of her little squishmallows in the bed, reading the uh, Jackson book, uh, and she's just yep. sent me a picture of it, which I thought was brilliant. Anyway, but yeah. So um, printing wise, I'm printing the crowd. Now Graham Pickett has already given us one piece of painted dwarf and is in the stadium which is wicked and now i'm just going through artisan guild all of my library to kind of find players blood bowl players like punga pieces the torchlight guys just players that look like they could go and be in the crowd going through artisan guild and using all the hands and just to make standard crowd pieces And, and i'm really excited about that because that means for the next few months I can just print models that I would never have printed off before, which I'm I'm super excited about because and I, that's yeah. so much part of the hobby, isn't it? It's it's um well we've seen I've seen a few people do when you get the idea and you see you want to do it, just go ahead and do it. It's fun. It's great. Because I've had this in my library for a little while as well, and I think some of these skeletons would be great in the crowd you know they've got oh, that yeah. it just it makes no sense like skeletons with both open hands i think that there's a, there's a, that one in particular just pointing into the crowd or something there's a ton of great stuff uh and i'm i'm excited about doing that um but i do have one other project that is on the plate that is very blood bowl related that is going to be very divisive trips and i've not told anybody about this yet Ooh. tiff my wife awesome woman she said the other day she was like i don't really like the aesthetic of blood bowl uh but if if i had a pokemon team i think i'd like to learn the rules again so to which you instantly went off in search for a pokemon <laughs> team actually i went a different route i thought she was just being lovely and i think we'd had a bottle of wine so <laughs> so i kind of was like oh that'd be amazing yeah absolutely that's great sweetheart thank you so much and i left it a few days and then she brought it up again uh so yes now i'm printing a pokemon team. <laughs> so i've got i've had three three models printed this afternoon as a scale test to see if they suit her liking uh and then yes i will have my first pokemon blood bowl team because yeah. I've seen there's been quite a few of them in the community recently. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, only on really boring calls. Uh, and uh, you know, it's cool to see like the odd Pokemon team. I think. What, what's your view on alternative models trips for teams? So, uh, my uh, my view is it should be a very simple. As long as you can tell what the miniatures are, and it doesn't, 
then distract from being able to play the game and you don't have a gotcha moment, I really don't mind because it's people's own hobby fun and detail. And particularly in this example, if it's a different style of team, but it means there is one more Blood Bowl player in the world, why is that not a good thing? <laughs> I agree. Um, I agree completely. Uh, now, Ben, uh, this is it. Well, ben, I'm sure, will want to pick this up when he gets back. He, I won't say hates, but he's less keen because for him, the visuals, the aesthetic of the game is really yes. important. Um, but his painting level is probably like <laughs> both yours, mine, and about three other people's yeah. pop on top of it. Yeah. Blast him. Um, but no, that's cool. So I'm printing out a Jigglypuff-themed Pokemon team at the moment so that uh, Tiff and I can play some sevens together. And, and uh, yeah, because she's like, well, you know, you do so much Blood Bowl, I don't really understand it. And she's like, I'd like to have another go. Because the, the only time we've ever played was when I took was on our first trip to Tenerife, I yeah. think. I took the sevens pitch and a blood bowl, couple of Blood Bowl teams and started a game. So, yeah, I'll be having some Jigglypuff Pokemon shenanigans, which was going to be really interesting. Um, but that's... I say that's really all I've had time to do recently. Ah. Well, it, it's we've it's a bit of hobby time, and we uh, we know we'll be spending a, a little bit of time on tournament prep in a couple of weeks' time, <laughs> and then 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 a bit of a break, and uh, then hopefully you never know what what turns up in Christmas wrapping paper for us to uh, then glue our fingers together uh, in the afternoon with a drink. Yeah, I uh, I've got a, I've got a non blood bowl related package arriving on Friday from Entoyment apparently, so that's good. Ooh. I know. I I, uh, I don't know. I was just yesterday at work, uh, something very unexpected happened, where you know this project that I fully expected to be kiboshed actually went ahead, and I had this weird little melees at the end of it where I, where I you know I, I tried to explain it to Tiff I was like you know when you're supposed to be going out with some friends and then the friends say they're not sure if they can make it so you're kind of like well they're like well you know we'll try and be there we're not sure yet we're not sure if we're going to be able to do it in the end and you kind of console yourself and then you kind of like right yeah. well that's okay I'm not going out do you know what that's cool I can chill watch some tv it's going to be really nice and then they turn up and you're like yes oh we are doing this so and you're like, oh, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i kind of come to terms and was looking forward to not doing that thing now um so i got a bit depressed and ordered some uh some some ships some mantic armada high elf ships because i was just like because uh, i eyed them up when i was in the tournament on, on monday i was looking at them and i was like oh they are cool and then yesterday i was like nah no, I, I, let's let's get some let's get some ships. Uh, so it is so bad for for those that have never had the joy of going into Entoyment. It is the worst place for impulse control uh, because you literally go in there and a everything is there and b you just look at it and go oh but I could uh, and then before you know it it's in your basket and before you know it it's arriving on Friday. That's right. Oh, it's out of stock. I got the last one. So I'm going to have some high elf boats to paint that I will probably Ooh. never paint, never use, but I just I just wanted something shiny. They, they'd make a great backdrop for a high elf blood bowl team. Ah, well, it's apparently high elf season again, which is very exciting. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's that's it for me in the way of hobby. Any other hobby bits for you, Trips? 
I think uh, no other hobby, lots of lots of ideas, lots of thoughts, but yeah, just not a lot of time. Damn the uh, damn damn real world getting in the way at the moment. Oh, no, it does, doesn't it? So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive into the Entoyment League. So, Entoyment is our friendly local gaming store, or at least it's very local to Triplo. Definitely my friendly local gaming <laughs> store. I can walk to it. And it's... Or uh, as it as it now is, I am the click and collect for the Wobble Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you are. Actually, last week, was it last week? Over the weekend, uh, I started chuckling to myself and Tiff was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, Ian's... Uh... Ian Warhanam is considering some kill team and Triplo is immediately bounced up saying, yeah, I'll grab that for you and deliver it. And then about 45 minutes later, or maybe the next day, Ian was like, yeah, I've ordered them in if you could pick it up. And it just, it was just, yeah. it was just coming up on my home screen. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. I was like, wow, that's, that's enablement. But Entoyment is just an outrageously nice shop. And I love the crew and we have tournaments there. And, and it's just, it's such a great place that they've started a Blood Bowl League. As to the inaugural season, it's being run by John, who's doing an awesome job, who took Corn to SCA and did very Ooh. well. I think he was maybe fourth or something in the end. Yeah, yeah, did, did very well across the two days. Had a, I think it had one really bad game, and other than that, it, it went pretty well. Running a really interesting Chocobo team, like the, the chicken people from Fire Final Fantasy, talking of alternate teams. I thought it was wicked. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's it's they're doing it in a slightly different format, aren't they, Drips? Yes. So um, the the format of the league is we've got I think it's uh, I can't remember exactly how many players. I think it's something like twelve players in total. We're split into two divisions. Sixteen. Um, Sixteen players, maybe. Yeah. Um, split into two divisions, and we're playing elevens. Uh, within the league um, and then at round three a small curveball thrown in for a bit of fun uh, there is a sevens cup within the league where at the start of every cup round which is knockout you have to pick a sevens team from within your elevens team so round sort of two three that wasn't too hard for people because there wasn't too much skilling up in detail. Um, but going forward, uh, that could be a mainly lineman team for a few players as uh, their, their <laughs> positionals price themselves out of uh, sevens. Yeah. So we got this... Um... We got this round. It's a round robin group situation. I'm not sure how the finals are going to be played out. I, we'll find out in a few months' time. Um, and John's doing it in a really good way because Entoyment's kind of a hub. It's three weeks for each round, which is brilliant. It, it gives you plenty of time to kind of not rush your life. I really like this. It's plenty of time to be able to book that round robin game in, and that's been really good because it's it's a it's an hour's drive for me. Um, which is fine most of the time, except for when I played against Joe Solo and it took me two hours, 15 minutes to get there because there was a big car crash on the A31. Um, and that's all cool. But yeah, we've got this knockout mini sevens tournament within it as well with the same teams. Um, so if you're one and done, if you lose, you're out. Otherwise, it's just going to tick over. I think from the sounds of it, one sevens game every two elevens rounds 
I think yeah, something like that. Like, there was definitely a little bit this time of do I play my sevens game before my elevens game? And in reality, there's no tactics to it in any tool because it comes down to when you can get your game in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what made me think actually we should spend a bit of time talking about where we are with our leagues because this Monday I rocked up and I played a sevens game against Adam and um, then I played my elevens game against Adam Pike. And I thought actually, you know what? We've we've kind of had to rush our game sections a little bit recently, and and we've played. I want I just want to talk about how the league's going. I want to talk yeah. about playing Blood Bowl because it's lovely to actually play some Blood Bowl in a league environment. So trips in the Entoyment League, what are you running? So I am running uh, High Elves in the Entoyment League. Uh, so I. I did a 3D printed um, high elf team, a good excuse to to get them out. Um, and uh, first time I've played with high elves, and first time for a while I've played with uh, a team that were mainly, <laughs> mainly, yeah, mainly <laughs> ad space and couldn't take Griff. Um, and as every opponent who plays me is always consistently surprised, uh, high elves, of course, do not come with any pre-built dodge into them at all so every question is oh does this one have dodge no <laughs> still that one doesn't have dodge Spoiler he's on the that. ground it does now yeah uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you go with the ugly team in the end i did go with the ugly team and yeah. they are lovely miniatures i i do uh, like that team uh, yeah the ugly team is really good yeah, I went for a sort of a, a blue, a cool blue undercoat, then with a white, um, white armor and gold trim on the top, and they've come out really nicely. And I've really enjoyed playing with them. And the the, the players are, you can easily tell them on the pitch. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what was your starting roster with the with the with your elves? Do you uh, so starting roster was the two blitzers. Um, a thrower, two catchers, and then the rest of the roster was filled out with linemen. Two rerolls, I'm assuming. Just two rerolls. I have just purchased the third reroll thanks to uh, stacking up some winnings over the last couple of games. Uh, so yeah, went for the two reroll, started off, uh, and the main thing I really wanted to do was I uh, was pass, pass, and pass more. <laughs> so uh, it was all about uh, get the ball to the thrower. Uh, let's use the inbuilt pass and catch rerolls, and uh, let's let's keep the keep the fun rolling. And it's uh, not been going too badly. I've I think I've had uh, one lineman miss a game, another then lineman got a, a a stat down, but it was a passing stat down, which is not anything at all to worry about. Um, and I'm slowly picking up players and skills. So. Um... The way that the, the groups are formed, there's eight teams in each group and it's going to be seven games across round robin. So a pretty short league, right? Um, so <laughs> it got to the point where it was like, oh, the league starts soon. Should probably pick a team. And I looked at my collection of mostly painted teams and I thought, you know what? I've, I've, just, I've just been knocked out of the wobble finals with my Black Hawks against Underworld and, you know, gutter runners, you, you know. 
gutter runners. So I went and busted out the Neverbay Nightmares. Um, now, I'm in a different group to Trips, so I'm not going to play them until the finals, obviously. Until the um, finals. Until we'll, the we'll, we'll, we'll wobble <laughs> off in the finals. <laughs> yeah, wobble teams represent. So I brought Skaven. Now, Ben ran uh, Skaven in the Bonehead League, uh, in the Wobble League, and got to the finals with it. But he went with the Oroga start. Roger and two gutters. I went with the classic pen build which is two blitzers a thrower four gutter runners just enough linemen three re-rolls went straight in picked up the apothecary after the first game i maxed out my dedicated fans to just keep generating that cash um which i wholeheartedly recommend it's been brilliant for me <laughs> um and uh i've just picked up the rat ogre as well so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve players yeah rat ogre is the first player i've picked up uh so far otherwise i just bought the apothecary i, I feel like an, i feel like one of my blitzers might have died or something i don't know um but it's been all right let me just check injury badly hurt. yeah you've got blitzer with a number 12 you've got no number one well so. number, number 12 is is that's Buzz Justice. Buzz Justice That's is always number. number 12. He's He's got number 12 on his base. He will always be number 12. I love Buzz Justice. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought, actually, you know what? We're going to have a league of seven games. Uh, kind of want a, a team that's going to do well with, as, uh, quickly. And actually, uh, Skaven are one of the teams that perform best in lower TV. So 1,200 points, Skaven start being really, really potent. Um, other teams catch up as it gets to 1,350, 1,400 when they start getting free tackle, mighty blow pieces. But... And, and what we saw with, with Ben in the Wobble League is, uh, especially when you start to come up against TV teams a little bit higher, Skaven will be playing with with inducements and a few players missing each game due to uh, various wounds, injuries, or uh, massive stat downs in his case. Yeah. Now, I've been reasonably lucky, although you can see I've got a few um, few niggling injuries from guys here. My second blitzer always dies. It just always gets brutally taken out. Um, but it's, it's been going all right so far. Um, and this sevens situation was a really interesting it was a surprise. Uh, John was like, does anyone fancy it? I was like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> like Trip said earlier in the episode. It had sevens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had me at sevens, uh, which is interesting because seven is actually my most hated number. The number 49 is, is a number that upsets me because uh, one of my i've had a very blessed childhood but i really i have never forgiven my dad for this i was there with the little cubes you stick together i was very young maybe four or something you got the little cubes to do the maths with and i could not figure out what seven times seven was and i went to him and i was like i cannot figure this out tell me what seven times seven was which is obviously what is it 40 42 40 is 49 i thought yeah um and he wouldn't tell me and uh i'm now 34 years old and i still haven't forgiven him for it but still yes scarred. yeah yeah number the seven but despite that it's the best way to play blood ball so um it was an interesting little mix in and it came at a really great time because it counts as a game and the way it's working in in um tour play is that you you run your proper 11s team but you only deploy in the game on the pitch with your opponent 600k's worth of stuff which is great because it means that actually those guys who are missed next game it's the next game so i went into yeah. that match with my blitzer and a gutter runner both mixed next game doesn't matter when sevens because you can only take four positionals anyway 
so I managed to start round three of the 11s tournament after playing round one of the sevens tournament with my missed next games back, which I thought was a really great thing. And I think you mentioned this earlier, Trips, when you were like, well, you've got to kind of figure out when to play your sevens game versus when to play your 11s game. I tell you what, I loved it. I thought, yeah. I thought it was going to be a bit like <laughs> my initial reaction. I don't know how you feel about this was because it's a knockout competition. I kind of thought, Hmm, there's going to be some teams there that actually just, they just get to play an extra two or three games of sevens and, yeah. and net the SPP. Wait, it, it, whoever gets the final is effectively going to end up playing, I think was it four or five games? Yeah. Um, so they're going to get, four or five games of SPPs. Yes, sevens, you're not going to stack up a load, but you're going to stack up four games of winnings. And that is all the positionals that have died playing sevens. Yeah, but it came to that that team management element of like, right, who do I go with? That I thought was an absolutely, I thought it was a gorgeous addition to it now I, I think for something like this with sevens then actually maybe everybody getting the same amount of sevens games is probably the right way to do it for that spp reason but dude being able to manage your team and take those pieces oh, yeah. so I, 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 I had to think it through and i was like well i'm gonna have to buy a catcher to play him in sevens because i can't afford to take the catcher <laughs> with the skill up in sevens <laughs> um and yeah the way it's being done the way john set it up is you choose up to four positionals from your roster and you that that's kind of it's still 600k you can still take up to four positionals there's no re-rolls um but you kind of have to manage it within your costs which is brilliant it does bring into question well what if i don't have enough linemen etc etc which is always going to be challenging but actually i think i think i love sevens even more and it was so good being able to take my guys you know my league guys who i've been through two league games with and take them into that sevens game and buzz justice got to arrive with tackle and just be like i'm going to be useful i got my tackle guy there i took a block gutter runner i took an accurate thrower and i was like yeah let's yeah. just go have some fun with sevens with my guys knowing that i'm gonna get some spp and i'm gonna get my players back i loved it and it's and it's really good I and mean, the, the the fun as well is it sevens and sevens is fun <laughs> and I, I think when it comes back to wobble trips we should have a a sevens week or or a sevens game or two sevens game on a night or something like this because actually it's a yeah. really great way to i don't take a short league environment like this one add in more ways to heal get cash and get experience for your team and I think it is a absolutely brilliant boost. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not just it saying really that. Really worked well. But, yes. Well, I was going to say, we're, we're both probably fans of it, and we both have a second sevens game to be scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it, it's uh, we've just finished up round three and the first round of the sevens uh, tournament in Entoyment. Um, How is your team doing at the moment, Trips? So I am two and one in the 11s, uh, won my first two games, um, had uh, Black Orcs and then Ogres, two matchups which I didn't look forward to mm. uh, with, with High Elves, but managed to run away enough and eventually uh, score in both of those uh, to, to get the wins. And then this week 
I had a Skaven uh, matchup, and uh, yeah, I really struggled to get the gutter runners down, and uh, I I did not get uh, quite as much uh, uh, Skavens off the pitch as I wanted to, and ended up with a two-two. So. Uh, I go uh, end of round three. I've scored uh, quite a lot. I, my thrower is uh, well. He'd be uh, the best thrower in the league if there wasn't another mad throwing Skaven coach in the other <laughs> other. Um, I'm very lucky. I've not lost a player to to death or detail, and I'm really got some <laughs> nice skill ups there at all. So I've got, as you can see, I've got two two blodge uh, two blodgers. Uh, from the blitzers one's got tackle as well yeah. which i'm He's, very much happy with a, now. that's a really solid build yeah like that the the catch the thrower's got accurate so um he will literally be throwing everywhere and then i've gone block route with the catchers yeah that's interesting i, I when you mentioned it earlier i assumed it was a typo uh so you've gone block on the elf yeah catchers gone block instead of dodge yeah, well, mainly because of what else is in the league and particularly what else is in my half of the league. So I've got Orcs and Humans and Underworld uh, to come um, and I think Necromantic as well. So yeah. I, I'm i I'm going to get punched some more um, and I've already seen it. Actually, the High Elves giving the, giving the throw of the ball, passing it to the catcher and having the catcher with the ball but being able to take a punch or two is not the worst thing in the world um, no, they're strength and three, they're aren't very they? useful they're very useful defensively then well at, at strength three they're just armor busted blitzers with one plus movement yeah. that's yeah that's really fair actually that's uh that is really fair and with edge two plus now you've got three integral rerolls that dodge although a great next skill for them is going to help them keep them alive you don't need it for mobility yeah, yeah, I didn't need it first off, and and I I really I wanted it, and and as well the seven aspect aspect does come in as well. My blitzers are now one hundred and twenty and one hundred and forty k. They have <laughs> priced themselves out of round two of the sevens. I might be able to squeeze uh, one of the catchers, if not two of the catchers, with yeah block in. So actually, that will give me a blitzing catcher for sevens. Yeah. That's that's really good. Ah, um, uh, yeah. No, that's yeah. You've got one, two, three, four blitzers basically now for the yeah. roster, which is really good, really fun. I like that. Yeah. So my my end of the uh, my end of the league are uh, uh, Skaven. Me, we got lizards, dark elves, Norse, tomb kings, necro, nobility, and another Skaven team. Um, I've played dark elves. My first game was against uh, Dan. Maskell Gerger, who always runs Dark Elves in tournaments. So I remember uh, getting drawn against him and thinking, ah, I've seen Dan play Dark Elves. He's very good. Yeah. He came second by a point in one of our, I think, November with flipping Dark Elves. Uh, but had a heck of a first game against him, went up, um, got a nice couple of defensive scores, uh, went up 3-1 and then... Uh, he conceded a second one, so I managed to swing a win against Dark Elves. And then round two, my match was against Joe Solo, who is a absolute uh, yeah. bonehead tournament regular as well. Uh, with Tomb Kings, the aforementioned Punga Tomb Kings, and um, everything went my way. 
from a dice point of view um and it was a three nil he took 12 block dice against one of my blocking well against my only blocking gutter runner and the gutter runner was fine and i think that was the the turning point for him was just like this is a joke now i can't even take out a strength two piece with two i think he lined up basically a blitzer two tomb key tomb tomb guardians and a, a random skeleton lineman and just went three die block three die block three die block three die block and the guy was still standing at the end of it and then i think managed to get a get a cheeky little td there um our cage dived repeatedly against him as well uh, on the sideline uh, just took a five plus with a re-roll and pulled it off and then two two die up pushed his guy off the pitch stole the ball uh got really lucky with that and i got really lucky with the way casualties fell as well because i don't think it was too bad i mean he got and he was fouling the heck out of me i think i had a couple of um like maybe missed next couple game. of nigglings and again that and those those are the players you missed for your sevens game so worked yeah. out reasonably well yeah got lucky in that one and then the sevens game was brilliant so this was against adam taylor and um it adam's absolutely wonderful yeah i haven't played blood bowl really since i think he said second edition which is yeah. the old polystyrene yeah, I, one I, Adam and I had Adam in my first game with his Black Hawks, and yeah, good, good, really good, fun player. And he's, and he's, he's, you can see him learning literally every turn. He's like, oh, we figured that one out now. <laughs> it was uh, so good. I mean, Black Hawks are, are really, I love them. I've just, well, just played the Black Mountain Buccaneers in the Wobble League, so it was great to play against Black Hawks in sevens as well. Um, and again, I just scavened. I just took the blocks that I got uh, and um, picked on the goblins, which you can do in sevens. Uh, but by this point, Buzz Justice had tackle. So he had a heck of a game against goblins and ended up cutting off three casualties, I think, in that game. Uh, Buzz Justice casualty, Buzz Justice casualty, Buzz Justice casualty. So I just took out Goblin, Goblin, Goblin. Um, and the thrower went to town and got a bunch of completions as well. It was a really, really, it was a great game. I, I swung it 2-0 um, and uh, then got my guys back and lined them up against my round three player. There's my fixtures. Here we go. Which was Adam Pike. Now, this is a bit of a who's who of, of, of the Bodehead tournaments. And every one of my opponents so far, I've kind of gone, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to get murdered. You know, Gerga knows his Dark Elves and nothing else. Joe is so good with uh, Tomb Kings. And then Adam Pike notoriously won the Dirty Player Award in one game at uh, Beachhead, was it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and um, and South Coast um, <laughs> yeah. uh, summer. Uh, he was. Yeah. He he pretty much could. We could rename the award the Adam, and I, everyone I think, would know who we're talking about. I think we might we might have to do that. The Pike Prize. That's what we'll. Uh, that's what we'll call it next year. Yeah. I haven't put together the rule book for for Beachhead, but I think it's going to be the Pike Prize moving forward. Um, just absolutely amazing and we had a good bit of banter in the whatsapp group as well and i was like oh no you know oh the foul you know the fouls and he was like yep that's what i'm gonna do against yep. you he didn't foul as much <clears throat> as he could have. this was a heck of a game so i bought my bought the the rat ogre going into this thinking right actually rat ogre is going to take some some attacks and it's going to help protect the rest of my other players and the rat ogre is quite a useful piece 
<laughs> but it gave him 150k of inducements, basically. Uh, to which he took Bryce the Slice. And Bryce's special power is that once per half, when he blitzes with a chainsaw, he gets plus four instead of plus three. So game turn one, uh, Adam chooses to receive. And then um, immediately Bryce just minces up to the roger and nukes him off just badly hurt casualties him on turn one and then just piled the rows absolutely wrecked my team in the first three turns i think i had five players out a couple of casualties uh and a couple of ko's and um i managed to do some gutter runny stuff and you know made a couple of risky plays on the ball by this point i've got a couple of uh, i've got one block and one wrestle gutters so i'm i'm very happy taking the two die up okay because against a skillless player or he had a ghoul with the ball so i kept trying it he had a werewolf with the ball actually at this point and i was like well i'll just take the two die up you know it might be all right skull push oh glory reroll it skull push he went down tried it with another guy happened again but i kept applying pressure to the ball so adam ended up taking a rush for the touchdown and double wand it and because the way my gutters had just been punched and spread around the pitch uh, i was able to just kind of mooch one over grab the ball hoon it down the pitch to the other guy just a hand off and and scarper off for a defensive touchdown and then he scored and then i scored (laughs) and then he scored and then i scored and then it came to a turn seven uh kickoff he had seven and eight i had just turned eight and the kick just took him out of contention he set up um for a fast score like heavy uh heavy flank on one side the ball bounced and landed on the line of scrimmage on the other side and with necro you don't have a lot of that you know you the wolves are great but you can't bounce from one side to the other so that was basically it. and I, I i scored that three two um but I had an absolutely horrific moment where I'm lining up for the kickoff and he just he just sets up in Chevron defense and I'm looking at this and he was like, Yep, yeah, I saw this, uh I saw this on the channel. And I was looking at it, I was like, Oh, this is horrific. I can't break through because you put your werewolves and your golem in just the right point. I was like, I can't do this with my guys. Like if I have to do it, I'm gonna leave a guy on the side. It was beautiful. It was like a real comeuppance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, no. Uh, I looked I looked at this with the channel. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> but um yeah, managed to uh, managed to squeak that one out of win. And the the Never Bay Nightmares are doing very well. So top of top of my group at the moment with 16 points. Yeah. The scoring's a bit weird. You've got two wins and a draw and you're second yeah. behind two and draws I'm... and a win. Yeah, it's because uh, it, it's you get points for ca- up to three casualties, up to three touchdowns um, as well. So um, scoring and being violent or one of the others helps as well. Yeah, that's that must be where I've got my extra points. I've managed to score three TDs yeah. in each of the 11s games so far, um, which is which is doing well. But anyway, I mean, we've still got four rounds to go. I've got Lizardman, yeah. which is a bad matchup for Skaven, which prompted me to talk to, to kind of want to talk bad matchups yeah. with you, which we'll we'll do in a second. Um, 
Blizzard's Norse from Drew. Uh, Drew knows how to play Norse. Uh, Does have known how to play his Norse, yeah. Uh, and uh, Jack's running Imperial Nobility, which is going to be aggravating against the Roger with his Frenzy and another Skaven team, uh, which yeah. is going to be fun. So it could be a bit of a shootout there. It, it's a tough group. Both of these groups are really tough um, because it's a, a short league. I think everyone kind of thought, well, Tier 1 might be the way to go. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a bit of fun. And uh, pop on over to the uh, honours tab, because for those who say passing is dead, it's interesting. I find this this interesting and looking at leagues. Passing is not dead in this league, um, but it is you and me (laughs) uh, uh, knocking it out at at nine and eight (laughs) completions. And We've mentioned him before, but we do have to just look across there to most dirty play. And Adam is somewhat leading the league with 32 <laughs> fouls so far. I think he only took eight against me. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we're just incredible. Um, um, yeah, I, I'm coming after you with those completion strips. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, you're there at the top with most valued at the moment, though. 1280. Yeah. I've, I'm just behind you at 1245. Uh, yeah, they're starting, they're starting to see that gap in TV spread a little bit. So uh, we've seen a little bit of inducements in sort of round two into round three. But I think round four, we're definitely going to see some see some stars coming out. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting 140k in the in the bank. I've got three rerolls. I'm not inclined to pick up a fourth reroll. I might actually just pick up a couple of extra linemen. I know it's going to inflate my TV, but I feel like as long as I've got extra guys to chuck on the line, I've got yeah. enough positionals to pull off shenanigans. Uh, most experienced, I'm there at 65. SPP, you're there at 60 as well. Um, you're we're one and two for touchdowns. 11 and seven. <laughs> Uh, most injured. Yep, yeah, I'm glad I'm there. Not yeah. quite. Most I'm quite pleased. I'm 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 on the beast chart as a third, uh, third most casualties, which is I'm not not too upset with that with a high elf team. I think that's I've got been lucky with a few positionals and been able to really. I've yeah. had one blitzer. He's gone to town town on casualties a little bit. That's you actually causing casualties. That, yeah. must, that must be nice. Um, although, although Buzz Justice is doing all right. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you can I've, split this by team and player, can't you? Yeah. So I think uh, my two blitzers have got five casualties between them. So I have really used them as as punchy blitzers. And um, they've they've rolled well on the uh, armor dice. And there we are, best run. Four and three drips, consecutive yeah. wins. Uh, it's cool. It's good. Representing. Let's have a quick look at the player chart. Most valued big guy. I've got my new rat ogre there, so that's fine. Uh, most experienced my thrower. And then we've got your blitzer with fourteen SPP. Uh, yeah. Best performance. Yeah, the anonymous thrower there, and your guys right behind him as my well. Throw right behind him. Yeah. Uh, my gutters have got four touchdowns apiece. There's your Blitzer there with three casualties as well as yeah. Buzz Justice. Most injured, look at that. Three out of the five <laughs> top injured players are all mine. Uh, yeah. play, play, play every team like Scape. Oh, this is the Scape. I know, right? <laughs> uh, MVPs, doesn't really matter. Buzz Justice has swung two. 
uh, most sent off. I'm not going to be on that list. And there you go, most completions. Your Our boy. throwers are really, really taking it out between them. And I love this. You can click on a player and it brings up, I think, uh, it brings up their team. But anyway. It just goes to the team, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've now got on the ball as well as accurate for this guy. Which will be very handy in your sevens game. B is getting expensive now, 125k, but gutter runners are so cheap. Yeah. Well, and 50k linemen means you can... Exactly. For, well, four 50k linemen still gives you 400 to play with. Yeah. Four, four linemen for me leaves me uh, with 320 <laughs> to squeeze three players not, in. Not and, a lot. Not a lot at all. And I can barely get two positionals at the moment within that. This gutter runner. I've got eight SPP, I think... Now, this is it. This, the Playing the short league, it really does affect your skill choices, doesn't it? Because I, I'd be yeah, inclined... you can't really save. That's can't it. really save. That's it. I'd want to save up for a double and give him two heads, but actually I think sidestep is probably the better thing to do with him. Um, but we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been a, a ton of fun. It, because it feels like it's a bit of a shorter league, it feels more more focused. Um, yeah and but it's more focused but really once a month and i'll tell you what i'm having an absolute blast running the skaven and i really hope that the rest of the league goes on obviously we're only three games in it could go horribly wrong right now you know if you think about it four games in the packers were three and one and now it's yeah. terrible so uh, it could well go i can, I can see what's going to happen we're both gonna do reasonably well in the sevens and then meet someone in the sevens which will obliterate our teams <laughs> and then it'll drag our elevens down as well because you'll be like oh well, we i've might, got no one fit left. we might play each other in the sevens because we're going through yeah. to the next round aren't we yeah yeah that'd be cool that'd be a shootout i reckon um but no it's been uh it's been a ton of fun so far and i just thought it was uh worth kind of catching up on because this is a really good way a really good example of how to run a blood bowl league um one game and every three a weeks a really good example of how tour play really helps league engagement because oh, yeah. players are looking at the league and looking at what's going on and looking at the other teams and yeah really it's really nice software yeah i've been really impressed with it now the last thing i kind of wanted to talk about today trips because i was looking at my group and i was looking at looking at lizards and i got a bit of a hang up because i lost to them in the wobble final a few years ago against lewis <laughs> and uh i kind of thought well actually skaven they've got a couple of matchups that are terrifying um and i wanted to wanted to to get your thoughts on on high elves now you've had a, a few games piloting yeah. them what matchups uh do you think are a bad matchup for high elves so i think for high elves uh i think the first matchup that's bad is actually i'm not a big fan of playing skaven with them because there is a the one thing that high elves do really well as a team is they've got a collective high speed when you take the strength of a team and you up it by going, well, have you have you met my gutter runners? <laughs> um, that really takes away the ability to run around on the pitch a, a lot. Um, but then I think the the other, and they're probably the more obvious ones for high elves, which are the really bad, are your more movement uh, frenzy kind of teams who can really start to wreck you because. You're not going to be playing with a team of 13 or 14 with high elves. Um, I would not like to play a corn 
team with high elves, I think I would I would end up with straight off three linemen in the casualty <laughs> box and I would not want to play sevens against an eleven corn team. You're gonna be down numbered very quickly and, and you're gonna snow you at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's interesting you, you picked out Skaven there because um in that matchup, the high elf team there has to become the bash team has to become the best team here. They're a great mid-range team. Like they, They're resilient. They are remarkably resilient, High Elves. They've got strength three everywhere. They've got reasonable armor on their linemen. Uh, so actually, they're, they're, they're perfectly resilient. Like They're edge four humans, as they, they used to be. But they can't do a lot of damage out of the no. gate. Now you've got your tackle boy. That's going to start going really well, I think. Yeah. Tackle Boy was definitely a reaction to having played a Skaven and an Underworld team and go, I really need a tackle piece. I mean, I need I need a piece to be alive long enough to get SPP <laughs> for tackle. But yeah, I think uh, Block Dodge Tackle is the way I will go with my Blitzers. Yeah, they, they kind of become removal at that point, don't they? Um, yeah. And I think that's really fair. I mean, for, for Skaven, the reason Lizardman are such a bad matchup potentially for the way i play like that's probably what it is but the skinks like they're free on that team they're almost as fast as gutter runners and because of the way they're stunty three plus they're almost as um if not more uh agile than the gutters so yeah the way scheme work is that they sneak through little gaps that you didn't know existed and then they go loiter just out of range well when it comes to lizards their heavy hitters are movement six so they've got a massive range and their skinks have got such reach and agility that the gutter runner is never out of reach and you and strength two against strength two is good enough so yeah the kind of like the fast elements don't match up brilliantly and then the fact that all the linemen linemen you know the, the core pieces uh who are on the line for lizards of strength four means that every single block is going to be a profitable two die block uh, we, yeah. we're going to ignore the croxical because that just doubles down but generally speaking they outbash you and they take away it's funny you've said the, the advantage of the elves is their agility and speed well when it comes to i think playing against lizards the the speed of the skaven team you're one square faster but they are one strength heavier yeah. um, and you can use that speed to try and get away but that's where those those skinks will be lurking at the back and the chameleon skink has the flexibility to try and shadow you around to tr to stop you doing the stretch play with the passing because you've got on the ball yeah. that will move players around and it's just a free yeah. movement you can run your gutters away from from the Saurus, and that'll be absolutely fine. But there will be two two chameleon skinks, or a chameleon skink and a normal skink, and all of a sudden, a chameleon skink's blitzing in on two dice on a on a gutter. Exactly, which is just <laughs> at that point, you're just being blitzed by a strength three piece, uh, and that's you know uh, the other the other one there is that necro. Uh, are an interesting matchup because actually I think low speed, low agility teams match up really nicely against honestly both of our teams, right? We've got good yeah. to great movement and good to great agility. When it comes to Necro, it's because they've got those wolves that they are a 
fearsome enemy for Skaven at least because the werewolf is the best anti-gutter piece out there. Yeah. Uh, I love the Ulfwarrener as a safety and therefore I love the Seekers as well, Bloodseekers, but at movement eight werewolves are four dice gutter eating machines. So that's yeah. that's just a terrifying thing and i'm really glad that i managed to escape my game with with uh with adam without with by i pressured his wolves uh that was my kind of like actually i sacrificed linemen which is very ben uh to keep the wolves busy uh to keep them away from the gutters and, and just because uh, that was it um by the way the the wraiths he only had one of them and it was a horrible piece very oh, aggravating then. Yeah, they they are a real annoyance piece because of the setup and detail. What I like about a wraith and 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 only played with Necro a couple of times is because of the no hands that almost frees them up as a piece when you're playing as a coach because it's like this is not a piece that is going to be interacting with the ball. Mm. So their job is not to worry about the ball. The, their job is to worry about everything else that you want to do. And we know how annoying sidestep is as a skill. And but foul sidestep on a, on, a, on a piece which has got block and foul appearance you can't, is... You can't waste your blitz on it. I, I was lying no. up my blitz every turn, and I'm just looking at this guy, and I'm like, I, I, I cannot engage with him. First of all, blitzing a sidestep piece... Well, from playing blooming um sevens, uh, seven super series, and those blooming blodge step elves, like first of all, block step is just really aggravating. Then you've got foul appearance on the top of it because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to blitz that guy, and it's either going to be a one, and that's the end of my activation, or it's going to be both down push, which means I die, or he gets to move exactly where he wants him to or be. Or worse still, he gets to go. I shall go where I need to go to do what I want to do next turn. And thank you for my free movement. Yeah, so absolutely love the wraith. I I think they're even better than than I thought. Um. So yeah, the uh, the the necro team is uh, a tough. It's not a tough matchup, but it is a risky matchup. I think is what I'd say. Obviously, there's dwarves, and you know. Dwarves are, are can be a brutal matchup for any team, um, but I think those are probably the the bad matchups for me with the way I play Skaven, uh, lizards and uh, and do you know what drips? I actually think you're right. I think corn, uh, a, a, a corn cascade, yeah, could wreck a team that's low on reserves. And Skaven have got low armor and generally speaking low reserves. High elves, they've got good armor, but even lower on reserves, right? Yeah, I mean, then my next game will be the first one I've run with twelve, um, and and you can already see my TV is bloating up because of the way it's going, and it's like I don't, I don't really want to buy any more players because I do not want to play face any more star players as a result of it. And this is it, and I'm I'm. I'm in that same place. Let's buy another lineman. There we go. I'm going to go with 13 because it's just, um, it does bloat the TV. There you go now. Number one for TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, I, I I always try and keep my players at 11 or 12 to keep that, like you said, to keep that TV, to stop giving those extra inducements. But I just the difference of playing with eight players or 11 is is is. I'd rather have three more linemen and let you have Griff, because at least yeah. I will be able to play the game. 
even if it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, and any team and and any team that doesn't have a big a big sort of strength or block base, one of the worst things that can happen is that outnumbering. And you only need to be down by two players, and all of a sudden, you've got your opponent is getting two or three extra two dice blocks that you didn't want to see beforehand mm -hmm. and all of a sudden and just a plain old lineman suddenly becomes a strength piece when you go oh, it's a lineman and we throw a guard piece in there somewhere and all of a sudden you're like i'm i'm running away yeah. and i'm all i'm doing yeah. is running away i'm not actually trying to do anything i'm just trying to get away oh the lizardman team's got two blocks or us already and a chameleon skink at 7 SPP he has not taken a skill yet. That's interesting. Mm. Come on. Take, uh, save up. Take it, take accurate. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> anyway, Trips, I think that's going to uh, probably wrap it up for today. I think so, yeah. It's um, good. I'm not sure when we're back. Could be next week. I think it might be next week. We'll have to figure it out and see what's going on. Obviously, Ben's on his travels in Thailand at the moment, so he'll be back yeah. at some point too. And... Talk, talk touring the beaches and uh, hobby clubs of thailand oh they've got some cool game shops there i'm looking forward to him coming back so he can tell us about his adventures um but um they, i've been looking forward to chatting with blood chatting with you uh today about blood bowl so uh, i really appreciate it it's nice to catch up uh obviously i saw you monday but we were both in the midst of several games of blood bowl so yeah. not the best time but no, thanks very much for hanging out and guys thank you very much for watching we'll be back soon with more bubble content happy blocking